Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. So someone suggested that a great episode would be to tell the story of sweet vinegar. So this is basically a Taoist story. Um, It comes from a piece of artwork that shows Buddha, Confucius, and Lao Tzu tasting a vat of vinegar. Now, I think it's important to start with sort of the basis of what Taoism is. I view Taoism as a philosophy. So in my opinion, it does not in any way alter, affect, or disagree with whatever your personal, spiritual, or religious views may be. So, okay, most of you, well, okay, at least the Texans, have probably been on the river before, tubing or canoeing, Um, maybe just even at a water park, okay? Imagine being on the river. When you allow it to carry you, the current, the natural flow, carries you around the rocks and through the rapids and naturally to the more calm parts of the river. Taoism is essentially this philosophy on life, right? If you're on the river and you try to control the flow, you will either end up smashing into the rapids rocks or you'll end up in the reeds or upside down you know not where you want to go so when we say flow with life essentially we're saying be like the river let the river carry you don't beat your head up against the rocks for no reason when there's an easier way to go I love this right and there are many many analogies we could go into that go along with this idea of flowing naturally with the river. In one of my more recent podcasts, I mentioned a Taoist philosophy called Wu Wei. Now, I love Wu Wei. For one thing, it's fun to say, right? When you think about going through the rapids, you say Wu Wei, (laughs) okay? So Wu Wei, right? Wu Wei means I let the hard decisions make themselves, that things naturally show me what is next, what I should do. And it's never the thing that we could call hitting our heads against the rocks. So the three vinegar tasters. All right, this is an ancient piece of artwork. If you want to Google it, you could easily find it. I actually have a sort of reimagined version, a more modern drawn out version of it that I show clients when we're having this discussion in my office. And just like I mentioned, you see Confucius, Buddha, and Lao Tzu tasting the vinegar. Now, vinegar represents life. And Confucius takes a taste of the vinegar, and the look on his face is bitter, right? For Confucius, the taste of life is bitter. And we could arguably justify saying, I'm being PC here, that Confucianism as a whole is based on the idea that we must have moral rules, otherwise people will be assholes and treat each other badly. So when you look at life with those eyes, that is quite bitter. Buddha tastes the vinegar and the look on his face is sour, 
Now we do greatly idealize Buddhism, and there are many, many, many countless aspects of Buddhism that I incorporate into my personal faith and certainly do not want to um, put down in any way. But when Buddha tastes the vinegar, he has a sour look on his face. This comes because Buddhism very largely does teach suffering that we should just be okay while we suffer. And while I get that if we get deeper into Buddhism, that's not really necessarily what he was trying to say, this is how most people view Buddhism, that it is a sour look on life, that this thing is supposed to be difficult and hard, and that we are essentially here to suffer. Now, those of you who know me know that I believe life is education, and that yes, sometimes we have things happen that we would very humanly call suffering, but that point of view makes the vinegar, makes life sour. Then Lao Tzu sticks his hand in the vat of vinegar and his buddies try to talk him out of it, right? Confucius and Buddhism, they're like, dude, it's vinegar, don't taste it, don't do it. But he's got a smile on his face because he knows something. He knows that bitterness and sourness are in our thinking alone, that they are not real, that good, bad, and different are not real, their point of view. And so he dips his hand into the vinegar and he tastes it and he smiles. It's sweet. Like one of my clients said, it's balsamic. <laughs> it's sweet because he recognizes I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm becoming something more than I ever was before. This very Taoist point of view is one of the essential keys to awakening, to living this life that we want to live, to being the thing that we want to be. Because when we recognize that it's all here for our good, that it's all here to teach us something, we move through it with ease. What do I learn? How do I grow? We must, must, must strive to go there every single time. What do I learn? How do I grow? This must be happening for a reason. And if I'm involved, if it affects me, if it touches me in any way, it is for me. Yes, maybe it is 98% for someone else. But the 2% that's for you must be managed first before you can help and guide them at all. And often, once we figure out what our percentage is, we recognize not only do we not want to deal with their percentage, we don't have to because ultimately it's not our job. The wisest person in the room is often the quietest. (laughs) says the woman putting all of her opinions on podcast. But I don't think that this is personal. I mean, it's, it's not from me. It's not from Jennifer the human. It's from the universe, you know. I don't claim all of these ideas as humanly mine. Though many of the things you hear on my podcasts are very Jennifer, right? 
You need to recognize that this can happen to you too. Wisdom comes through us, through us humans, right? And when we recognize the very essence of life is to flow, is to see where it leads us, where it takes us to taste the sweet vinegar with confidence, then we can also become what I call a wisdom center. And that means someone who speaks for the universe. Maybe it's the woman sitting next to you getting their nails done or a man in the grocery store. Maybe it's someone that you know, maybe it's not. But to each and every one of us who is on this path, who is truly seeking to understand that the universe puts us in places intentionally, when we've been very clear about what's ours first, then sometimes the universe uses us as its mouth, its lips, its teeth, its tongue to put words into the world. Sometimes it's a very simple action. Other times it is true words of wisdom. You know, one of my favorite stories. I don't have a lot of biological family. Okay? Uh, My twins and I were at the grocery store. They were little. It was Christmas time. And this gentleman walks up, older man with a cowboy hat, and he says, hold my hat. And he puts it on my daughter's head. He proceeds to sing the entire Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He says, now mama, take a picture of these babies in my hat. And so I take a picture of each of my children in that cowboy hat. And as I put my phone back in my purse, he's gone. I even looked for him. He was just gone. It was this amazing, loving moment as if from family in a moment that we all needed that connection. And they remember that to this day. Other times in my life, it's been someone who stepped in as a mother figure, maybe for a long period of time, maybe for a short one, maybe just for a few words at the right time. Have you met one of these angels? I call them angels, but they're not really angels. They're people allowing spirit to speak through them. Helping someone else see the sweet vinegar of life. Maybe I don't get to have that. I get to have this. This is better. This is mine. This is my life. This is my curriculum. This is where I am going. This is what the universe has put in place for me. It's quite fabulous, you know. Remember, when the universe speaks through you, it is also for you. Be very clear. It's always for you. There are no hypocrites allowed. So don't you dare share wisdom that you are not willing to take on and live as your own no hypocrites allowed because should you help someone and then they find out that you're tragically flawed in that same exact area they will fall hard 
Don't do that to anyone. Do you first. Know who you are. Be the best that you can be. And then when the universe is ready to speak through you, you'll know it's real and true. When in doubt, be quiet. If you're not sure if it's intuition or your human ego and bullshit, ask yourself intuition or bullshit. If you can feel that lump of meat inside your head, if you can feel your brain, it's human. It's your human thought. It's your human desire. Maybe to be right. Maybe to be wrong. It doesn't matter. Our brain is very much like a radio and it's just picking up what is human. And the more you pay attention, the more you can recognize which thoughts exist in your brain and are human thoughts versus the ones that are in your soul or just outside of your physical body where the universe speaks to you. It's okay to ask. Intuition or bullshit. In fact, the more you do, the easier it will get for you to discern between your intuition and your ego, divinity and humanness. Work on that one this week, beloved. What is the difference? What is me and what is the universe? Listen, feel, and trust. Because as you do, the river moves with more ease. That intuition is the current of the river. It takes us past the rocks and through the rapids to the calm. Sometimes it does point us at a rock only to swoop us around its edges and take us somewhere slightly or dramatically different. That doesn't mean you were wrong. The universe shows us what it needs to to get us where we need to go. So trust your inner voice. And just because once upon a time, maybe you thought it led you to the wrong place, doesn't mean that it did. What you got instead was better. Maybe it was sweet vinegar. Maybe it was a kick in the balls. And if it was, be clear, it was exactly what you needed. And if you're still in the yuck of it, that's okay. You will survive. You will survive and move through and be more. Maybe it's your Noah's Ark moment, right? Noah knew something had to change, didn't he? So he began to build. He built this ark. He built this new place for himself and his loved ones. Anyone who was able to be a part of this new beginning. He asked them all to come and most said no. And so when it came time for the change, when his Noah's Ark moment happened, when the rains came and the storms came, what did he do? He took shelter in this thing he had created. I'm not saying go build a boat, people. I'm saying create within yourself and of yourself a truth that protects you from the storm. And yes, maybe you have to hold tight to those most dear and the things most special. And maybe you have to watch everybody else drown. Maybe you do. And when the storm is over, you will rebuild. 
You will rebuild something more beautiful than ever before. No matter where you are in the process, it's only sweet vinegar. Maybe it's not your favorite. I'm not expecting you to say, yay, vinegar, yes. But if you recognize, I'm learning, I'm growing, this is for me, and on the other side of it, there's joy. Then you'll smile just like Lao Tzu in the vinegar tasters, knowing in your depth, in the wisest parts of your soul, that this is your highest good no matter how it looks now. Till next time, beloved. Namaste. Hi, my name is Tessa. I've been a regular client of Jen's for over four years now. I found her at a point when I really needed her, when my life had hit rock bottom, which of course, as I realized later, was no coincidence. Her wisdom and support have been invaluable to me, and I honestly cannot even imagine what kind of life I'd have now, or the person I'd be now if I'd never met her. She's helped me learn how to rebuild in positive ways. Her guidance over the years has taught me how to live more purposefully and joyfully than I probably ever otherwise would have known how to do. She's helped me learn to see and understand the world and other people in new and more loving ways, and to also embrace and appreciate who I am. Jennifer's such a treasure, and I love knowing that others benefit from receiving her guidance as well. I recognize that this podcast and its messages may not be for everyone, but for many of us, probably those of you listening, I truly believe we're very fortunate and blessed to have a voice like Jennifer's that's available to us through this podcast, where we can access and listen to her encouraging messages anytime we want to. I know I do. I'd like to ask each and every one of you to please consider supporting it in any way you can, whether it's through financial contribution, spreading the word to others, providing positive reviews, or any other way you can give. Remember that every little bit counts. Thank you for listening to and supporting Jen, someone who I'm also very grateful to be able to call a dear friend. I owe her so much gratitude for making me a better person, mother, wife, and friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.